0: This episode's brought to you by everynowheremusic.com. Yup, you got that right, that's yours truly. So if this is an endeavor you'd like to support, please come and sign up for my newsletter at everynowheremusic.com. Every nowhere or every nowhere, depending on whichever way you prefer to look at it. Alright, fam, you are in for such a treat. Vivian is an absolute superwoman. She's one of her founding legacy guests on the show and this is her return after a couple of years now. And I've had the enormous privilege and pleasure of having to have the opportunity to get to know her better over these past couple of years through the Effortless Mastery Institute. I cannot think of a better protege for a giant like Kenny Warner to pass his legacy on. The Effortless Mastery is in such good hands. But that being said... Vivian is a a mammoth artist in her own right and this is a very special episode for me primarily because she goes, she bears all behind... Scenes, all the processes that goes on, the amount of work that she deals with is something you just wouldn't believe if you met her because her calm and collected demeanor, which I actually addressed during the course of our conversation, this is unbelievable when you find out exactly how much she does. So uh, please do. Uh, I know that this is one of the longest episodes we've done for a while, but believe me, it's worth every minute of your time. So do. Take the time to uh, listen. You know, go on a long drive or go for a run, just plug your earphones in and just uh, soak in all that goodness. Before we go ahead, though, this is me again reminding you that we are a completely independent show. This is me, one person, running the entire thing. So if you want to show us your support, Please go subscribe to us on the platform of your choice, ideally Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're feeling particularly generous, do give us a review as well. Additionally, this show is also sponsored by the Holistic Musician Academy, which is my coaching website. Um, we offer 360 degree mentorship for musicians and artists. And if that's something that interests you, do hit me up. There's a free discovery call you can get on No Strings Attached and a bunch of courses we also offer for independent artists and musicians including self-care, music lessons, songwriting, composition Oh, a bunch of stuff just come around holistic dot com. there's a discount coupon you can avail as well which is uh, referred to on the episode notes you should have access to it if not just you know hit me up or whatever Holisticmusicianacademy.com. and now without further ado let vivian fill you in on this amazing album she's been working on let's do this hello fellow beings welcome loading a safe space to attempt honest, raw and authentic conversation in homage to the ancient act of stoking a sacred fire. I'm trying to contribute to a healthier ecosystem with lesser screen time for my fellow artists and musicians.
1: Great, so I'll turn my video off too
0: yes please i've noticed and i keep talking about it uh, with a lot of my guests who come on that uh, i try and immerse the participants in the same experience uh, listeners eventually get because listening skills is something i feel are you know yes so underestimated these days
1: totally i i yeah i totally agree how
0: have you been vivian welcome back
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me again. It's been—I mean, I remember the last time we talked was a couple of years ago, right? And but yeah, that was that was so nice. So I reached out. Let's let's hang again.
0: <laughs> no honor and pleasure is all mine. So much has happened in between. You—you you were one of the founding guests. In fact, you're on our legacy guest list. Oh wow! Along with many others. Yes, absolutely. And I'm I'm stoked to have you. Back, uh, especially since we've been seeing um, e- each other um, more often these days through the Kenny webinars.
1: Yeah, in different capacities, right?
0: Indeed, they've been yeah. brilliant. By the way, I I can't uh, thank you enough for uh, initiating uh, the Effortless mastery online.
1: Yeah, you're uh, welcome. System. It is a trip, <laughs> as you've now. Is it? <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a journey, right? With working with Kenny, it's been almost 10 years, I guess. And wow. Um, yeah. I feel way more people have an awareness of where to find him now. I mean, the book was already a thing, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah, creating visibility in the modern age um that really is yeah it's really taking off which which is great so many people respond to whatever we post and and the workshops that we do and yeah it's been amazing both uh, outside of berkeley and uh, inside of berkeley as well
0: um that's very humbling to know that uh, like a someone like kenny with who in my opinion is a giant in the world of music um still had to have someone put in the work to uh, engage uh, this newer brand of
2: visibility
1: right yeah well all the educators know him but then if you when i started with him like 10 years ago there was no youtube channel or no instagram that we we, he didn't have any of that in place really there was a website of obviously but now Mm -hmm. we for example, we put a download code in the book. So whenever you buy the book, now you can connect with us through a link and you can download the free meditations. And then now we can find these people and reach out and stay in touch and then whatever their need is and find out. Um, mm. So, yeah, we, we we made sure that that we're able to connect with his audience in, in a better way, which was never done by uh, Jamie Abersold because that's a big publisher, right? Yeah. You don't know who buys your book, who, who comes to your show. If you do a show in Carnegie Hall, I'm not sure Carnegie Hall would give you an email list, right? Wow. They, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's performed all over the world. Who's yeah. all these people, and right?
0: <laughs> and everyone knows him, like all the yeah. people I talk to, are yeah. engaging. everyone knows who Kenny Warner is, except um, yeah.
1: So the, yeah, a, they they do. We we have to change the model as artists, I think, to get a closer to, you know, to be closer to our fan or our audience in different ways. I think that that's the the what we have to do now. Um,
0: Thank you so much for saying that. uh, I remember talking to you about this earlier on um, as well in our last recording session. And you're so good at it, by the way. You're a natural, in my opinion. Oh,
1: thank
0: you. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's it's interesting. I actually lecture on this, you know, artist development and Mm -hmm. artistpreneurship. And it's interesting between... Uh, reviving from the fact that okay uh, a chunk of our work is now admin stuff and a lot of it is online and being distracted by social media it can be very overwhelming to try and figure out okay where do I even begin how do I build my audience most people are out there posting endlessly on social media without realizing that's just like the beginning of your funnel so to speak and none of these people are actually your true audience not the ones who're actually going to come to a gig or right. buy a product or buy a, buy a record uh, it's it's a lot to unpack
1: yeah it's a journey and it's a it's a hurdle it's also, also i must say it's always easier to promote somebody else than yourself so that's that's another hurdle um but yeah, I still have so much to learn.
0: <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Can you can you elaborate a little? I'm very curious. You Tell me if I, if I may, if that's not too uh, outside the scope of what we're going to talk about, which is your upcoming album, by the way. But if it's not too <laughs> outside the scope of it all, could you tell me about that? How have your parallel experiences been between promoting your own work and someone else's?
1: Well, me, I'm so self-conscious. Not about Mm. my music, but just about, like, posting a picture. And then you scroll over Instagram, and there's all these people with selfies. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how I feel. I don't want to do that. Mm. So then what do I do? Do I go on TikTok and just, like, yeah, compare despair? So that's not the way I do it. Um, Mm. But then with Kenny, I don't really have a filter. I just think, oh, this is what the people like. And I post, and he... (laughs) Often he doesn't even know what I post, right? (laughs) I just film him saying something cool and then I put some captions on it and people just love it like awesome. <laughs> we're doing a workshop next week about rhythm and i was like kenny we need a video we need a video to promote the rhythm thing he's like okay okay <laughs> so he sits behind the drums with his drumsticks and he's like i'm gonna sit still and you're gonna film me <laughs> sit still and i'm like okay amazing. whatever so i that's filmed so him okay. and maybe you saw that video on his instagram la- last week yeah, <laughs> so i filmed him amazing. and then i put some like hip-hop stuff with a beat under it awesome So, uh, what's that song uh, don't don't sweat the technique don't sweat the technique nice and it's right Nice. it's so not what kenny's music is uh, style-wise but it grooves really big and uh yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I think there's a
0: connection. I think there's a connection. I mean, I mean, in this post-genre world where, you know, the genres are just not what they used to be anymore. Yeah. I think it's very appropriate to have Kenny. Uh, it, it kind of reveals a very universal connection amidst all musicians and artists that's been left unaddressed for the longest time by gatekeepers.
1: Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that that was a funny one. So yeah, b- being funny that that's really easy for me with Kenny. Or I used to work with Ari Honig as well, and Ari is a mm. very funny person as well. So um, yeah. we we created a lot of funny drum tutorials, and yeah, for for a couple of years, I, I managed his Patreon page and his Insta and like all that. No way! I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I I quit last year. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ari's Instagram is great, right? It's very, very educational as well as informational. Um, I have to check
0: it out. I, I have to confess, I haven't actually um, followed him on Instagram, but now that you mention it, I realize I, I must.
1: Yeah, and I mean, his drum videos on Patreon are fantastic. If you're into the, the drumming stuff, he's mm-hmm. the, he's really good education uh amazing and he makes uh, i I think i filmed over the years i filmed over 200 videos for his patron and edited mm-hmm. these so i know everything really? about drums now
0: <laughs> wow. i believe you
1: i cannot drum myself but i know everything about it
0: <laughs> yeah intimately familiar yeah
1: and uh but that was funny he's like most of it just is a one take he's like so good in explaining what he's doing it's it's really cool
0: yeah i think this is a very healthy um, exchange of skills in my opinion i run a copywriting business um, Mm -hmm. on the side and uh, a lot of my clientele are musicians and um, artists who are looking to have a professional bio written and i notice uh, as well that it's so much easier for me to Um, tell a story about someone else than it is about my own, you know I I don't think twice about writing someone else's story and uh, I'm always worried I'm coming across as narcissistic when I'm trying to tell my own story.
1: Yeah, there's different voices you could hear, right? (laughs) The voice that says oh, you're a fraud, or the voice that you're you're too much ego, or you're like too little, or too much, or there's like a gazillion of things. And then also because I do wear many hats, right? I love singing my songs, but I do also this project with my husband and the chocolate. So that's very experimental soundscape. And then I've this mm. band with uh, electronics um, where there's like, iPod, I do a lot of iPad apps and my voice into the the looper. And and then sometimes there's this um, a guy with a modeler synth. I, I really love a lot of things and I'm, I I strongly believe that people can do a lot of things, but mm-hmm. therefore it's hard to market sometimes because, you know, I could post a picture of my coffee, but that's not necessarily what people want to see. But then, yeah, the, I, I don't know. You also, it's, you want to be in different. the moment, and then if you're in the moment, you're not like taking out your camera, Right. <laughs> Yeah. so oftentimes somebody else does it which is good and then you repost or you just or i i have my husband do my my posts on instagram sometimes nice. <laughs> because he's like nice. oh yeah this is just a great picture and i'm like yeah but you know my my hair is not perfect or <laughs> these things are always in the mix right you're just endlessly yeah there's a lot of clutter
0: in life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that clutter is a lot of what actually attracts our audiences. That's actually something that audiences often find a lot more interesting than the actual music you dedicate our lives to. That's the irony of it all.
1: Right. Um, yeah it's it's the endless selfie videos yeah i'm here and doing this i i know somebody that just films herself in the dressing room while she or she goes live when she does the makeup she's she (laughs) she tours a lot so every every time before she goes on she's in the dressing room doing her eyebrow uh, like her mascara and And you know, it's amazing that she's able to do that, but it's just a lot of blah about nothing. (laughs) Mm. And and it's, it's fascinating. It works for her and her audience, obviously. I don't think it would work for my audience necessarily. I'm not sure. Um, but that's it
0: must be quite, I mean, when you say you wear a lot of hats, I believe you, Vivian. I mean, for my audiences, uh, listeners who didn't listen to our last episode, uh, please, for one, please go listen. It was one of the wonderful, most wonderful ones we've done. And also, you a singer you're a composer you're an educator you're a psychologist yeah. and you're now also a marketer like uh, a yeah. part-time
1: i don't advertise I marketing imagine. though I, I never tell anybody that i do this but i'm yeah, very good with yeah. computers so i i can even build a website and stuff wow i, I used to do so html you, you're coding I'm, and stuff I'm, yeah not a lot wow. anymore but uh, yeah i i can still do some stuff I, i'm i'm good with computers but You know, it's, nobody needs to know.
0: (laughs) Well, now they do. Yeah, now they do. Watch out.
3: You're
1: uncovered. (laughs) But yeah, I'm an educator too. Like um, every Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm at Berkeley. I teach effortless mastery after Kenny Werner's book. So it's me and him teaching the program. And I have like 95 students. And we talk about how to be yourself right because you want to sound from a place it's we believe that it's not necessarily important what you play it's it's where you play from so if you come from that's you know, you're in, surrounded in by amazing musicians in, in music any music school, not only Berkeley, and you get stressed because you don't feel good enough or you have to digest so many songs that you get like tendonitis and pains in your shoulders or arms. And mm-hmm. the need mm-hmm. to sound good gets into the way of actually sounding good. So there's many, many students that go to music school environments that are stressed mentally or physically. So we help these students out and get them back to to themselves and their love for music so they can finally become the instrument that plays the instrument and then work from that space of being in the mm. moment work towards mastery um, because yeah we, we so say cool. oh you didn't come to Berkeley to become a Buddhist monk we we say that to them <laughs> which is true right? they come to Berkeley to be great musicians or great in whatever they do but then that very desire is as well is a hurdle as well, right? It's a block in, in there, like, where do I start or what do I do? And then you just sit on the couch or stress about that. You're not there yet. And it creates for not a patient mind because you're focused on yeah. the outcome instead of on the road where you, you know, if you focus on, on deepening your skills it's it's like a river that's like carving, or like a little stream that becomes a river. Um, so yeah, that that's what I teach for two days. I'm sort of like preaching and I'm working with these students as like sort of a psychologist, uh, which I actually mm-hmm. am. But you yeah. know, um, so yeah, I, I guide them, and we. The new thing about this whole philosophy is is not. I mean. Uh, it's it's mindfulness it's basic cognitive behavioral therapy it's it's a mixture of wellness and you know being in the moment and zen it's all of that but the new thing is is that it is done directly at the instrument so they're holding yeah. their instrument and they're playing a sound and they're practicing not responding to it right they're deprogramming themselves while they play a sound so they'll hear it but they don't listen to it because if you listen to it you start judging it so it is there you you hear what's coming out and you just trust it to be there and therefore mm-hmm. you reestablish the connection so that's the the start of it and then from that space you you're using space as your teacher
0: mm, love the sound of that
1: basically or effortlessness right because in order to become a master it needs to be effortless that's the book effortless mastery so yeah. once you normally we would study for it and for some we would study something and we we ask ourselves can i do this or am i there or how am i doing right that would be the question uh, do uh, can i do this right but the new question mm-hmm. is going to be does this feel good is this easy? Because oh, we don't yeah. want to study something for it to play. We want it to play itself. So true. Which is a deeper is it's a deeper way of knowing things.
0: That's a big one. That's a big one, Vivian.
1: So yeah, two days I'm wearing that hat and then I get back and I'm like, oh, I need to make arrangements and my album and now I need to be a singer and then boom, boom. And then, yeah, you have to send emails and now I'm working on getting chocolate. I mean, (laughs) wow. my latest hat is being, uh, dealing with a a boat of 2000 bars of chocolate. (laughs) A boat? Yeah, because... The, the chocolate that comes with my new album <laughs> comes from Europe and uh, this boat is on its way <laughs> Wow! to the distributor. I, thank God I don't have to deal with that. But I do have to deal with the distributors <laughs> getting the chocolate okay, here. Let's, but let's that's, unpack this. Let's oh God, that's the journey. I never thought I would have to deal with boats. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Well, you are Dutch.
1: Uh, well yeah i do uh, we actually have a little sailboat but it's not (laughs) (laughs) seaworthy yeah the sailboat is like we we got it during covid and it was like 250 euros right 250 euros for a sailboat What? and uh, it's all wood there's no second there's no house where can you buy buy
0: a sailboat for 250 euros
1: oh in the netherlands yeah they, they have them everywhere wow you you do need some like woodwork done, right? You need do need to put little like <laughs> TLC on it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, we painted I like we painted the, the, the bottom word mean, TLC. <laughs> oh, it's in your name too, right?
0: Yeah, I know, right? It it was one last one last alphabet changed, and it's <laughs> all, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah so yeah we got a little sailboat but uh, there's no house on the boat right it's it's really like uh just you can basically fit like one like two little yoga mats in in the boat and there's a little storage in the back and in the front but yeah you cannot go under and you know you can just sail around and it's fun
0: (laughs) beautiful have you taken kenny along
1: Um, no actually we were in the netherlands this summer in what was it april or may both april and may but he Mm -hmm. he, every day was a different gig so there is no time Mm. to just go to a different place um so no he missed out on the boat (laughs) i'm sure we'll 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 do it
0: i hope so for his sake let's let's talk about chocolate and your yes. music what's going on there i'm, I'm so curious now um, well, it you was me...
1: time for a new album so i've been thinking of for a while my last uh, there's there was two albums the last one was in 2012 mm-hmm. uh, I, I recorded all that before i went to berkeley and then released the album in my first year at Berkeley. And then when I graduated in 14, I was like, well, now I need to move to New York. So I did. And then I got like so many projects and different people I play with and working for Kenny and it just didn't happen. So during the pandemic, I was like, I've, now I do need to make that album because it's about time. And I figured, Mm. well, the projects that I've been doing with my husband, which is like edible pastry paintings with experimental music that Mm -hmm. they were teaching me that music should be an experience. Um, And because of that, we are uh, working, we're ambassadors for this chocolate brand That's good for the people, good for the nature and amazing quality because they are being to bar and, yeah, they plant a tree for every bar and they are uh, they pay the farmers a living wage, which is mo- most of, it's like 200% higher than fair trade. Wow. So honestly, fair trade is not what you want it to be anymore yeah, it's, you know, it was like it's, fair
0: and it is very debatable at this point
1: <laughs> yeah it's not i mean that way right if if it's a living wage that means that these farmers don't have to put the kids to work they can just hire a person so then the kids can mm-hmm. go to school and they can actually yeah. grow the business because they have a constant stability because a living wage is 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 stable um mm-hmm. instead of fair trade which is a little bit higher than the the regular price on the market, but it fluctuates like gold and all these things. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and because they need to trace the carbon footprint, they teach all these farmers all over the There's, I mean, there's a couple of locations uh, all over the place where they they teach them to read and write. And it's, yeah, it's just, this whole company is great. We really love it. They're, they're called Original Beans. Um, mm-hmm. uh ceo is uh, german um, but they're based in amsterdam because that's the world's biggest chocolate harbor
0: really i didn't know that
1: uh, apparently that's what you have where you have to be if you're in chocolate um
0: yeah. amsterdam's the biggest harbor for chocolate yeah I did not know
1: that. Yeah, so that's that's why they're there. And uh, yeah, so we've been working with them for a while uh, because my husband is a pastry chef and these projects and shows that we did. Um, So one of these bars they have is a bar that's made by uh, 1,500 female cacao farmers in Congo, in Virunga State Park. And it's one of the most beautiful but also the most dangerous places on earth because there is so much money in gold and uranium in that jungle that there is militia and rebellion groups and they just kill right (laughs) it's really like the wild west and um, little boys are kidnapped and you know forced to work for these groups and then in that Plays are either dead or drunk, basically. So it's you cannot really... I spoke to this lady from the BBC radio about it. She went there in 2016 and she was like, yeah, you cannot go out after 11 a.m. Wow. Because then it gets dangerous. The, The men wake up from the hangover and they're just like, yeah... So by giving these women now 1500 of them um they have the first female cacao collective they grew from like uh, I think they started with 400 and uh, now there's 1500 of them they they grow this cacao they get the money they decide what to do with the money right so they're not they're like oh I'm not bu- buying alcohol or you know I'm sending my kids to school and I'm growing the business and this is how we do it. So they're empowering the whole, yeah, they're, 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 these women are doing it and I was very inspired by it. So I figured, well, what's better than just to make sure that more people buy their product so they can, you know, grow even bigger. Um, Mm. Right. Because charity is cool, right? Send like, t-shirts or whatever to the poor countries but this charity doesn't really help on the long run free stuff no you need you need them to have yeah they need to grow business and we need to help them by buying their product (laughs) so true i I think that's a more sustainable way of, of, of of Yeah, changing the...
0: Thank you for saying that.
1: So, yeah, my album comes with a bar of chocolate. And therefore, I was like, so then what's on the album? What's the music, right? Mm -hmm. And I figured, well, I could just have a female band. But then that was too easy. And it was COVID. So I figured, let's make a list of cool female musicians that I know. And it just became a way too long list. So by now, there's a hundred female musicians on the album. Badass. Yeah, that yeah. is so awesome different songs because i i asked a bunch of them to arrange my compositions for different bands so there's one uh friends she's from sweden and she made an uh vocal choir arrangement mm-hmm. of my song and there there is uh, her name is Linnea lundgren and then we have um this is Zyli and she's from uh cuba and she made uh, my song into a big band arrangement like a cuban bolero vibe and uh, then there is this amazing cellist from uh she's from america and Marielle Roberts, she made one of my songs into this experimental classical vibe uh, string quartet and So there's all different songs and in between the songs are little like one minute soundscapes that sort of make a a journey um, of the cacao. So I use these sound samples from this journalist from the BBC radio. She sent me all the interviews she did with these women. But I also have like bird sounds from the jungle and like shaking of the beans and and, and like they they have to it's really remote you have to go with a motorcycle for two days mm-hmm. on a mud road <laughs> wow through the river and then you're in the middle of nowhere uh, right they don't have a fridge they don't have internet they don't have none of that right and you have to even go to the chief of the village and get permission and just give them presents and otherwise you you're, you're, you cannot yeah and did you go there and right I wish. No, because it's uh she this lady from the BBC went there in 2016. After that, the, the there was more rebelling groups, and then there was uh Ebola, mm-hmm. and then there was uh COVID. So it's it's not stable. Uh it's it's actually dangerous to go. Gotcha. Um but It's on the list. I really want to, we want to see if if we can. How are you sourcing
0: Um, the chocolate then? If it's that unsafe, who gets that part of the job done?
1: They do it themselves. So these, they do cut out a middleman. So this cacao collective, these women, they are just um, collecting it and they bring it to um, the harbor. Um, I think in... uh, because it, it's not shipping from Congo. I think they ship from. uh, uh oh, I'm spacing out now. Um, That's alright. Next to Congo, it's.
2: Um, let's see. I can
0: just Google. Yeah, that you can Google it, every good time.
1: Yeah, Tanzania. I think it, it goes to Tanzania, and I'm from I would expect it to ship from or from Uganda. Ah,
0: right. I remember Uganda's in yes. there somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's it's really close because they're on the um um east side of uh, Congo. C- Congo is really, I mean, it's yeah. There's so much history there.
0: There is. Um, yeah, I'm not really qualified. I think to comment much on it, uh, but yeah, it is. I, I do know there's lots going on and has been going on for a while now. Yeah. How do you find this chocolate?
1: Well, Original Beans found us because Teddy was uh as a pastry chef was, was very visible. Mm-hmm. Um and they reached out through this um clothing chef clothing brand. Mm. <laughs> In the Netherlands, that there is, they're really fashionable. They're called Le Nouveau Chef and they make really nice chef clothing. That's huh. <laughs> like it stretches and it's fashionable and it's breathable and it, you know, you can wash it really well because as a chef, you really need to make sure that it's laundry proof. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, yeah, these uh, Le Nouveau Chef, they're, they're Dutch and they were like, Teddy, you need to talk to these chocolate people. And then we went to to meet the CEO, Philip Kaufman, uh-huh. in Amsterdam, and he's a uh, I think seven generation forester. Mm. So his great great grandfather was the um, safekeeper or however you call that from the Black Forest in Germany. Wow. And today he, he was also um responsible for the words um sustainability or regeneration of the the forest oh. so they were connected to the uh the WWF the the world's nature mm-hmm. worldwide mm-hmm. nature uh fund um and then obviously Philip, uh, you know, he he cares about trees and he uh, did work at the UN for a couple of years for uh, to work uh, on reforestation programs. Oh. Um, but as he found out that after a couple of years, the funding of this project ends and you go to another project and, you know, it's not a long-term solution because of funding and like politics and stuff. Yeah. So he, he heard about the fact that Cacao trees need shade. And so the business model of this company that he then started is if you plant trees to create better quality cacao for a longer run, and you have an incentive not to cut down jungle, but you can just plant a cacao in between, or oftentimes it's already there. Mm -hmm then you can just have a source of income from the people that live there. So they don't need to just, yeah, they can just maintain that land. And sometimes they have to deal with governments. Like for example, in uh, Mexico, they found uh, um, in the Tabasco region, they found this group of people called Zelva Zoque, And it's a tribe that's like, I think older than the Mayas. Mm -hmm. And they have been, Pushed away from their original grounds for two thousand years or so. Wow! <laughs> and they finally arranged with the government to give them their land back, and now they make this chocolate. That's a very eighty percent, eighty-eight percent dark. Very tribal chocolate. It's it's really nice. So, and then they have a, a chocolate that grows near Machu Picchu uh, in, in Peru, and it's really it's a hundred percent dark chocolate. And they have yeah, they they deal with uh, the people. So it's a sort of yeah, it's bean to bar. So they because of sustainability, they they want to, um, and because they plant trees, they're carbon negative. Uh, climate positive oh. so for example the the bar that i that i work with in in congo this uh, it's called fem de varunga mm-hmm. it's a 55 dark milk chocolate mm-hmm. and they um se- a, a bar is like 70 grams and that brings back 265 grams of co2 wow because they plant trees and because they don't use heavy machinery or big trucks or like massive um equipment and uh but yeah they have to calculate all that and for traceability and there's external companies that check that and um yeah and that does make a change right oh yeah if if the the wife of Mr. Tata Steel would eat an X amount of chocolate, we, we could actually save the world.
0: Indeed. Now, if if, yeah. if any of the Tatas are listening to this, do you know? Yes.
1: If anybody <laughs> knows uh, Google, they, they should buy this chocolate for in their cafeteria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Highly
0: it. Yeah. Wow, that's some legit good karma you're gathering with this album of yours.
1: It's been such a great journey and it's been, I mean, these musicians, they already, they all love it and they're really in for, for the collective. I mean, I all, I paid them all. I got a few grants from different foundation, the Netherlands America Foundation and I got from uh, an, a grant from the Sena Producers Fund, which is a Dutch. Um, it, it has, it's like the ASCAP. Mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the netherlands mm-hmm. so they they do a few grants and then i got a pre-sale campaign so with all that money i was able to pay all these musicians as well as the mixing wow. and the master engineer um so that that, that was like i mean yeah it's covid so we better pay them right
0: wow a hundred musicians um, yeah, <laughs> No. Whew.
1: Yeah, it was a trip. I mean, that's a lot of emails too. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> hey, can you play this part? And then here's the track and then here's the, the you know, and then I, I did all the production. So I got all these tracks back, put them in the Logic Pro no and then cleaned the it up yourself. and then yeah and then I put my voice on it and then you know I did all that cleaning and and making it nice and then I send it to my mixing engineer and she's uh her name is Jess Mm Fenton and she's really awesome we work together so much on making it nice and she put some electronic effects as well some really cool reverbs different places and echoes and um yeah Especially the soundscapes were a challenge because aside from the songs, right, I could just say with, with the song, I could say, oh, can you play the clarinet part or can you play the guitar part? And then they'll send it back. But with the soundscapes, I told uh, I wanted to use these samples from the rainforest and from the the interviews. I have pick me singing and like I have a language class from the trip they it's all these different samples and i don't want to use the whole thing i just want to use like a few seconds and in addition to those i had um a bunch of women sent me one note so (laughs) i'm curious i had like 110 layers of 5 seconds. I, I got a
0: button <laughs> right? button for a second. When you say one note were they uh, instructed to sing a specific note? Or? No,
1: I no, well or play. I told them send me a recording of one note. Or f- 5 seconds maximum. So somebody would just play a saxophone and would just like play a couple of notes short like Five seconds maximum, wow. or somebody would just send me a track that says, Oh, or on the trumpet, right? So, yeah, I got like a bunch of notes. And, and my the, you know, because I work with effortless mastery, obviously, I know that people would say, Oh, which note
3: mm-hmm.
1: high, low, but you know, they get like all like fuzzy about right. it. And I'm like, Yeah, but I want you to just do any note, wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, so, that was very fun. I got just so many great samples to work with Hmm. and um that became just uh yeah a big sudoku puzzle in a way right because that all these layers of five seconds i had to just arrange in a time frame of of a couple minutes and uh, wow yeah, yeah, the sounds that it's really great.
0: My mind is a little um, blown right now. I'm trying to digest it. You want to hear one? Yeah. Can
1: I share? Yeah, Maybe absolutely. I can put it yeah, right? Let's do it. Share a sound. Great. Let's hear the first one. So you hear, or I'll explain later. So this is the first soundscape. Okay. You hear this? Yeah. One?
0: Some <laughs> Beautiful,
1: and then it goes into a song, right? So, so it's sort of bridges the. Yeah, but check this out. But you go to soundscape three, so we just skip soundscape two for okay. now, unless you really want it. They're all one minutes, but yeah, check
0: this out. <laughs> Iko valere sana kume na tunai kata kata kasa bithumbure na tujui fa idami tiku pitia idadi ime tufundisha kimo tini alazima sana umakao ya mandam. Goose pimples. I actually took a photograph. Cool, too. right? Are you kidding? <laughs> that is gorgeous. Yeah. That is and so And then that leads into well a song. <laughs> it's I, I gotta say. But
1: you hear this shaking of the beans, right? You hear, sh- 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 oh, that f- was the sh- the beans. They sift out the little stones from the beans. That's That was a, and then there's this little boy singing with a p- vocal pad that I put over it. And then in the beginning, you hear the motorcycle so- uh, start up going to the jungle and you hear the journalist say, ha ha, uh, chamo, which means hello. So, good. <laughs> and it, you hear yeah, so many different things that are all like isolated sounds if if you will, mm. <laughs> just merged into a randomness that works. It's
0: gorgeous for you, um, I love it, thank you. it's uh I mean it's so tastefully done. I gotta say usually i'm um i'm'm I'm slightly skeptic sometimes with uh, anything that remotely points towards something that could be categorized as world music oh yeah um because there's just so many people just throwing random samples together and just kind of you know it's so easy to do but this is so masterfully done thank you it's uh, the subtle intricacies of it it's also it's i don't know if it's me projecting but it's got almost like a new yorkish vibe too is your producer based in new york
1: oh yeah yeah
0: or, or, I mean I know you, you produced it but the sound engineer the one you said added some of her effects and stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I put I I put all these things in order and then she made the balance accordingly. Um because that it, it was just so much work. I can imagine. Um that. but yeah, I balanced it out uh, a little bit, but she made it more clean and she 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 works on the tail end of every and the beginning of every sample and she made it so that, you know, left speaker and right speaker mm. have different, um, right? You put it in a sort of a, a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas that's not even, because it's not a band anyway. So, but yeah, she works on the stereo view as well.
0: So it was yeah. a very, very collaborative production. It's, that's yeah, uh, not just the recording artist, but also between you and and um, the, the other um, are you referring to her as your producer or your sound engineer sorry please correct me if i'm wrong
1: yeah my mixing your engineer mixing we engineer. we worked together wow. the and I mean, I mean all the different arrangers for the, the i mean the other songs are so besides the soundscapes there's songs right mm-hmm. so every song i worked with the arranger and made sure that they did what they do best um so often that most of the time that created for a, uh, a vibe or an arrangement that I would never come up with mm. right so
0: how do you find out how each of these artists are uh, how, what their forte is what what their strongest or best contribution is
1: well you make sure that you ask them because most often people want to work for you so they're hoping to in a way please you right they want to make you happy Mm -hmm. but then they might think for you and they it it, yeah I I I told everybody that I want to hear their sound so I think that worked out greatly because um everybody really made their own thing Mm -hmm. of my song it's still my song and I sing on it all of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's lyrics and chords and stuff and yeah but but, yeah they they did what they do best Uh, that is that's that's a conversation That
0: that is so awesome of you though
1: and also i know i select them i chose these artists to because i know them Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. and i've worked with them in different ways and um So I know what they can do and and what song might fit to their vibe as well. Mm. So one song, the the choir song, I always do with the looper myself. And so my friend made it into like this this Swedish close harmony thing. Mm -hmm. Which, right, it's not sweet. It was, she's Swedish, but it's more of a Nordic... uh, vibe
0: to it yeah i know what you mean Um, i know exactly what you mean like the the nordic harmonic and textural approaches are definitely very unique
1: yeah and i i love that yeah me too so so she yeah i'm very very happy with that how how that came out yeah so that yeah probably you heard that one that's that's the song with the the video that there's two videos gotcha um, that are out yet and next month there's there's gonna be another video gotcha
0: so beautiful i'm i'm blown that is so gorgeous thank you I, i and i if i may interject with a few thoughts i think it's just so classy of you to go about the production the way you did just choose handpick these artists or their specific voice, and also give them the freedom and the complete, right. you know, sense of agency to, to really put their voice onto what is an album under your name. That is so progressive of you as a producer and and a, and a collaborator. I want to work with more producers like you because I can tell you, I've been on both sides. <laughs> And usually, when I'm asked to feature or contribute as an session musician or a guest artist, it's always such a struggle because I'm always there's so much guesswork involved in, okay, am I being asked to put my signature on it, or am I just being asked to kind of serve a bigger vision or is it just a random I don't right. know, piano or something that people are asking for? I love how you went about this production. And if for everyone listening, this is the way to do it.
1: Yeah, you want to have the people be their voice, right? Exactly. Because that's what music makes.
0: I mean, who needs more generic music?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's that's very important because it's oftentimes, I, I, yeah, I got that from a lot of people that they were like, yeah, normally I get so much more specific directions mm. and <laughs>
3: mm.
1: like 20 times going back to the drawing board and, oh, it's still not ready or, oh, yeah. and then I was like if you put these people into their power right into their light they will make it happen
3: mm-hmm.
1: it it will be way better than i trying to verbally explain what my vision is
3: mm-hmm.
1: it i mean first of all that's really hard because it's not there yet um obviously i wrote a song and i have a vibe about it or a, a thought why i wrote a song and Um, I've been singing the song for years sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it would be weird to just give so much. Yeah. So with every arranger, we just had a Zoom conversation for starters where we just, you know, they listened to my live performance of it, or they saw the lead sheet or a different recording that I did years ago. Um, So I gave them something to work with. And then most often I send them just like the basic you know, lead sheet with like melody and chords and, um, lyrics. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about, you know, what kind of band would you want to work with? Yeah. And then that, that was, that was really nice because that also created a vibe and then, you know, they would send it back and I would find these musicians and just put a call to action to the musicians recording their parts. So
0: and you did this with yeah. each of the 100 musicians?
1: Well, there are six arrangers for the six songs, and then there's four soundscapes that I did. Okay. Um, so there's, yeah, six arrangers, and these, uh, for for example, the choir song is 26 singers. Right. Um, and there's, a, there's one of the songs is a string quartet, so, yeah, it's a quartet. <laughs> and then there's a quintet with a cello and clarinet, so it's piano and... Uh, voice and bass, and then there is a, a big band. Wow, um, so There's a couple more people, and then there is a string ensemble, uh, which is like five strings and bass and wow, uh, bass and well, oh, I'm blanking.
0: Well, it is a
2: lot so yeah to all together
1: and then in the soundscapes there's a bunch more people uh obviously because they only delivered one note mm-hmm. um yeah I even put made like my mom and Teddy's mom <laughs> sent me a note awesome yes. <laughs> uh, so they they actually s- s- recorded on their whats- whatsapp just ah. Oh! <laughs> amazing <laughs> but it's in there
0: how, how many zoom calls are we looking at?
1: um i don't know
0: i'm guessing at least a hundred
1: no not a hundred well maybe but no it's more emails though wow but yeah with the the arranger and for sure with the um mixing engineer we did a lot of symbols um but then you know if i just need uh a guitar part or a cello part and I can just send an email with a click track and the score and and they'll send it back.
0: I gotta ask you, Vivian, if this is not too much of a tangent. A lot of what we try and address on this podcast is also self care for the musician. I am blown by how calm and collected you always seem to be and now listening back to an account of the amount of work you've put in just in one album <laughs> apart from all your side gigs and you now are you always this
1: calm and collected <laughs> yeah trying to balance all the other stuff i also need to do yeah so, so
0: how, how do you go about <laughs> it are you like super organized and stuff or are you just <laughs> going with the flow the whole I, time i think i am yeah
1: i'm i'm pretty organized uh yeah i put little flags with my emails and i and i make like post-its and lists and yeah i'm pretty organized i would say so you can go wild right if you think about like what you could do then you know you could send an email to all the radio stations in the world you could send an email to all the spotify playlists you can send an email there's like a gazillion of things you could just like break your head about Mm. and you have to choose, choose your battles, right? So I did get myself a publicist here and one in Europe. So at least I, I don't have to care about uh, that part of the journey too much. We, you know, I, I, I'll do some myself. But yeah, and hiring good people saves you a lot of headache because I just know that the people that I ask, they're going to deliver, because I just know that they're amazing and that they'll sound great. Um, I did not know it was going to sound amazing because it's still a remote recording from everybody's house, mm-hmm. right? The I think the hardest part was the, finding the drums because the drums, you cannot just put one microphone. I needed a drum with uh, a person that was able to, amplify, to, to record the drums with all the microphones, which is like seven. Or six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can balance between the low and the high of the drums, sure. and so we can actually work with sure. it. Um so finding somebody that was able to do that remotely, um yeah, that that's but yeah, in the end it, it worked out. So who's playing drums? Um, so, so. um there is this Mexican girl, Karina Colis, and we have a drummer that's uh From uh, she lives in Boston. I'm spacing out now. Well, it's a lot to keep track of. I'm
0: surprised you (laughs) took this long to space out. To be honest,
1: Uh, yeah, we have um, on yeah Ivana Cuesta Gonzalez, Mm -hmm. and I now have to believe where she's from. She's from Dominican Republic. Beautiful. So she's a drummer. And then we have Karina Coliz, she's from uh, Mexico.
0: Amazing. I have two primary questions I'm very curious about now. One, do you plan to tour with this album in the future? And if yes, how? what kind of a lineup or um, implementation okay. are we thinking of when playing this music live?
1: That's a great question because I've been breaking my brain about yeah. it for the last few months mm-hmm. because, you know, it sounds amazing and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then, but there's no way I can put like 100 people from 40 yeah, countries okay. in one day nope. because they're never going to be able to calendar wise, they're not going to be available. And then also, I cannot fly 100 people to one spot anyway. Nope. So it's going to be like unplugged. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, i i am scheduling there's three shows in new york coming up Mm -hmm. um, that are a combination of um, songs and chocolate tasting awesome so it will be a party for sure and for these three shows it's going to be voice piano bass cello and clarinet nice and then i'll have a show in the netherlands coming up and i'm hoping to do a trip to korea because one of the piano players uh slash arrangers her name is ga young bay mm-hmm. and she's amazing and i know her from my time in in 2012 with berkeley we studied together and um she she wants me to come to korea and i, I think that would be so awesome so we'll, we can do a few gigs over there awesomeness uh,
0: and my second question is uh in an age where so many people keep talking about uh, you know albums are passé and releasing singles is the way to go regardless of what sharp. right what was the primary motivation behind you going for an album release after all i ask us a, a fellow uh, album lover I, I released an ep and i'm working on an album as well and i still just love that format regardless of what the music business um gurus say. right yeah so that's, what were your that's... motivations behind this format
1: well, it's even worse than that. I'm not only doing an album. I'm also it's it's actually a packaging with a book, with the whole story. Right. So, because I found that what's missing in music nowadays is that we need to have a a journey, a story of some sort, and a, like an experience, mm-hmm. right? Because with with these shows that we do, you see the chocolate fall on the table, and every movement. Teddy's throwing cake and chocolate and cream and then wow. there's, you see it and then you hear a sound and then afterwards you eat it. So you create for an experience that, you know, It looks cool on a picture on Instagram, but you had to be there because you didn't, there's no way to taste it. Mm -hmm. So I figured that music should be an experience as well. And this project just got out of hand. So I, (laughs) my designer for the album cover was like, Oh, you should do a screen print. Um, And we chose purposely, instead of a picture of my face on the cover, we chose a symbol of uh, a cacao bean and a symbol of my lips, which are, it's actually my lips. I had to pose Mm -hmm. and then she made it into like a a symbol in like a black and white. uh, Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I can. So it's, yeah, it's cacao bean and lips. And we screen printed that on cacao pulp paper wow. that i found <laughs> wow. and then uh, that's sort of the french fold. so it's a sort of a co- the cover of the booklet and then inside is the cd and a whole book with the with the story and the liner notes and the, who who is on the album and how it came together and um so and yeah there's going to be vinyl as well mm-hmm. um, and obviously yes it's going to be on itunes Obviously, uh, because that's just what you do as well. Um, but yeah, you get the chocolate with it. So I did. I needed a physical packaging, and uh, we, we chose yeah. So the chocolate bar goes into the sleeve of the book. Um, the book is sort of the size of the it's as high as the chocolate bar and it's wide as a CD. So that's sort of the size of the book. And Mm. um, I think it came out so beautiful. My friend, Natalia Obinski, she's American Polish and she made all these drawings and the design and it's really pretty. Um, But yeah, if you, with this album, you, you listen to these songs in order and it creates for this journey. Um, I mean, the songs are f- fun, separate of each other, but, but as a whole, right? I just remember buying my first album and taking out the little booklet mm. of the CD. And, exactly. You know, it's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. You want to learn about what's actually happening and then just listen to it yeah. consciously. Yeah. The journey. Um, so much of, of our experience in daily life is just like so fast and not we don't really sit down for stuff um but my songs are in a way they they address that uh, right they create for a vibe that you breathe and listen or in a way that that's the songs it, it's not necessarily on purpose it's just what happens but when I yeah yeah I <laughs> it just you. came together like that
0: it's uh um, um, it's actually very intimately uh connected to my philosophies to it releasing a lot of music I have as well. For uh, the long for about a year or a year and a half I was signed to a label in California who kept insisting that I um, release si- singles instead of uh, the entire EP and mm-hmm. I, I went with their uh, their uh, directive in the beginning. but in hindsight I feel like well I, 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 it, it, f- it doesn't feel like an EP anymore to me. It's It's
1: not a, yeah, it's not a a journey. Yeah.
0: And they talk about how you you
1: could still do singles. If you put them out with a music video, you could still like present them. Um, as, as an event, right? Because Absolutely. that's what I basically want, right? Because if you do s- one single every month and after a year you have like 12 songs, which makes an album. Exactly. That's and, what they're doing. You know, every month them. they have something to market. Right. So, you know, it's good for the Spotify numbers exactly. and stuff, but you know, I don't have anybody on my Spotify because I never paid attention to Spotify. Mm. I just, but I sold 5,000 CDs by hands because my, people wanted it there you go <laughs> right yeah. so sorry about spotify maybe this album will do it who knows um but, but i wouldn't you know you don't really get paid by spotify no, anyway no, so not at all
0: unless it's yeah. a very different model
1: i think what you want to do is is create a connection with your audience and my song was one of my songs a couple of weeks ago was played on the radio uh it's called Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then th- the day after or so, I got a, uh, somebody bought the album and I sent an email because I didn't know who it was and hey, thank you for buying and uh, how did you hear about it? And this guy was in Canada and he said like, I was re- listening to the radio no way. and I heard a song and it really helps me. So good. Right? He, he was really, it was like, Helping him through this period in his life. Um, That's way more valuable than just being in a Spotify playlist.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: I think... Uh, yeah, right. Real connection.
0: Absolutely. It, that's, and it's so tough to remember while scrolling down social media, watching people on vacation shooting <laughs> selfies and getting a thousand likes for it. <laughs> I see, okay, what am I doing with my. Am I, am I sure I'm doing the right thing? Well,
1: I want to have a vacation. I have not been on a vacation. You know, let's go to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. You.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,. I am in Thailand. Yeah. It's, it sounds like vacation, but it really isn't because I'm in Bangkok right now. And it's, it's, you know.
1: There's no beach. <laughs> there, the,
0: yeah. It's, it's uh, also, I'm, I'm really sort not of. on vacation. I, I came uh, for the whole different story. But uh, yeah. So why aren't you on vacation? Why haven't you been on vacation anyway? Was it COVID or too much work? What's going on there?
1: Oh, I don't know. Like I went to the Netherlands for five days, two weeks ago, and it was like pew pew, 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 pew. And then this summer, well, this summer we went to Vancouver, which was nice to see our friends. And we, we even went camping Ooh. in the middle of nowhere nice. with, with a friend they have who's a native, uh, over there in near Vancouver, like two hours North. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that was amazing. So yeah, that, I, I guess we, we did go sort of nice. good. Um, but yeah, those, those Instagrammable situations and,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's I. I, I don't know. Uh, again, I mean to try and give it context to what we're talking about here, especially now that Instagram is uh, has is yeah. trying to kind of find its way as a business platform now. Uh, for the longest time, mm-hmm. I would you know to with my colleagues and clients and students I work with, I was like, hey, you know what? Social media is great, but it's not really going to actually build you a career. And now I have to re-examine right. the whole thing because Instagram is really trying to establish itself as a business platform where you can actually like uh you know sell march and build your um, yeah. visibility it's uh, personally i'm very skeptic but it does make me question a lot of cr- principles i've tried to follow as an artist yeah it's um it's it's very confusing well, there's
1: no there's not one way i know it's just you just try out different ways and see what happens and then Make sure you get their email address. Yeah, that's Because the one. then you—that's the way to connect on the long run. Yes. Because it's still like, who knows? In ten years, will there still be all these platforms? I don't know. Right, that's the one. And it's fine, you know. We, but yeah, one hacker and there's no Instagram again, yeah. right? Who knows?
0: I always use this um, um, example of how I used to have a half a million followers on MySpace. And then (laughs) I have no clue where they are now. And I mean, at the time it didn't matter because I'm also a different generation wherein the whole internet thing was not something I took very seriously in the very beginning as a musician. I'm 40, I'll turn 44 next month. And uh, there's literally like over a decade of my career, quote unquote, which is completely not documented. There's no trace of it online. And I do think back now, like, wow, that's like 50 million Email addresses would have been a very, di- uh, sorry, 50,000 email okay. addresses would have been a very, very different situation.
1: Well, it's the same with Kenny. 180,000 people bought his book. Jesus. We don't have those email addresses. Yeah. Which is okay. You know, we'll live. People find him.
0: And personally, I'm pretty sure it's more than 180,000 anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's just a trip. It's just where we are, and and as long as we keep on sharing what we love and what we do, people will find us. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: you you seem to have a very very healthy attitude towards this. Um, I want to ask you, um, with your permission, how has your inner work played a role in the making of your not just this album, but your general workflow as a musician, as a producer, as a singer? How has that?
1: integration been um i don't know i mostly it was about trying to find a time and balance for a while i put like a calendar event every morning mm-hmm. right and it says work on your album mm-hmm. to make sure that that it's my day is not overwhelmed by other things that i need to manage mm-hmm. um but then i figured well it's you know, it's yeah. My my. I just live by my calendar most of the time, and just s- look at the priorities for the week, mm-hmm. and then making sure to, that it, that it that it works. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a fair game. Oftentimes, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You want to tell me a little more about that instances where it doesn't feel like a fair game
1: yeah because I'm not per se I'm not a pop music maker mm-hmm. but I'm also not I mean I I'm from the jazz world mm-hmm. but I wouldn't consider myself like super jazz mm-hmm. though I performed with Kenny you know last week we or two weeks ago mm-hmm. yeah we were at um he, he played the toots Thielemans 100 year anniversary it was uh yeah five nights but th- 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 four nights mm-hmm. of uh Dizzy's jazz club in a Lincoln Center with uh, an amazing band Antonio Sanchez Scott Colley wow. um and there was uh Chica Pinheiro amazing. and on clarinet Anat Cohen mm-hmm. and um obviously Gregoire Marais awesome. which is the person that Toots Steemens decided that to be his uh, legacy yeah he's the bearer the the, the crown bearer or Sweet. whatever they call it in french
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so and then kenny obviously and they played all these toot steelman songs and i i was there to to sing a few songs like uh, what a wonderful world mm-hmm. like the toot Stillman's classics mm-hmm. and a uh, smile i sang and did you sing so, the island as well they did okay. I mean I, I there was no voice but yes mm. yeah the islands was there and blue Zets and
0: blueset, of course
1: yeah so many is a Corcovado oh, and numapa mm. a lot of classic jazz standards mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. but if I uh, yeah I don't sing a lot of standards anymore unless I do a gig like that mm-hmm. so yeah. So are, would,
0: so are you saying you feel caught between the roles of what are associated with the pop singer and the jazz singer?
1: I think so. Yeah, because I don't want to fit within a box. Yeah. So I sort of don't because it just doesn't happen. But then, you know, who, who do I write? Yeah. Where do I get the gigs? And I, I'm sure it will follow. So I'm not super worried about that, but,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean the booking part and the, that's like a whole different story anyway, but just the the inner tussle at times, it can be quite a bit to handle, I feel. Um,
1: Yeah. And just realizing that one post on Instagram could make, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you, you know, make you Insta famous and then. I heard this podcast about like this girl who writes songs on TikTok mm-hmm. and this guy was like, yeah, you got a million plays or whatever. And uh, so how do you, do, do you, know, do people come to your gigs? And she was like, well, no. <laughs> yeah. then Then maybe she makes money because it's the song she wrote that, TikTok then pays her for mm-hmm. whatever the situation is. But, yeah, it's just trial and error in th- that sense. Just to, It's a whole different game. You know, there's, there's advantages to it because now everybody can release their own music. Sure. They can just get their own things together. It's a lot of do-it-yourself. I can make my own music video. I can just right? You could do everything yourself nowadays. Whereas 20 years ago, you needed to be picked up by a agent and a manager and a label, and then they are going to produce it. And most often you didn't really see any of that money anyway. Um, Now all that money goes into like the the Spotify uh, bank account Mm -hmm. or wherever it goes. Um, But yeah, it's a whole different universe. And uh, Kenny was like yeah I'm talking to this guy that maybe wants to record an album for me He's like a, a label or something mm-hmm. and he's like yeah I told him I'm old school <laughs> I get paid to record <laughs> uh, and I was like oh great great yeah how did the
0: Whatever label react
1: yeah, I, I, I'm sure they'll work it out, but but that's how it goes, yeah. right? They pay him right. to show up at the studio, and then they record the music and pro- and the bands, um, mm. and, and they pay everybody, and then that's it. They probably get a stack of records, and if they did write it, they get obviously they get like credits for that, um, afterwards if there's plays and all that. Mm. But generally, that's the deal.
0: Yeah, sounds good to me. I think. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: but then. You know, if he sells any records, he would not really see anything of it. Yeah. Right? It's
0: always the the old because dichotomy.
1: It's been paid for. Yeah. So, I don't know what's the way to go. That's the old school way. And then, you know, they used to be on tour for like months at a time playing the same show. Mm. Which is amazing. Yeah. Or not. I mean. Yep. Right? <laughs> we, we don't... Unless you're like super famous, you don't go on tour for months. Yeah. It's just a couple of gigs and then another couple of gigs and you play different projects. Um, it's a different landscape.
0: Very different landscape. I mean, building a career in music 20 years back or 30 years back or even building a career today that completely different ball games.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the jury's out on where to start. That's the most complex. No one really knows anymore. I mean, you could become Insta-famous on TikTok, you know, without actually knowing <laughs> what you're doing. Or you could like, be working on your craft or your art for years and um, still tend to struggle a bit to find the deserved recognition, right. unfortunately. I can't help. I mean, okay, let me ask you this question. Uh, as a psychologist, though, what is, in your opinion, the healthiest uh, lens for an artist to have on this, to like, are we? Is the envi- Are we a product of our environment, or is the environment a product of us?
1: It's mm. a tough question. I know.
0: I'm so glad I'm the one asking you, not the other way not
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always a blend. Mm. Um, I think, especially in this era, it's important to focus on self-care and being kind to yourself Mm. if that's you know that's the first step Um, making sure that you take your time in finding out what you want and who you are and where you want to go and if you're in some unhealthy situation then yeah try to face it and see if you can change something about it um Yeah, because maintaining your energy is very important. So, so I basically I do try um, to engage with people that are giving me energy, mm. right? And you know, they might have a bad moment in their life, or they might have stuff they deal with, um, but they, yeah, they, 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 they're not draining. Mm. So that's, that's important because if you want to make music and you want to share it and, you know, you want to be able to be open. Yeah. Um, So yeah, keeping your sanity, that's very important. And it doesn't always work. You always have these moments that you're like, oh, I don't know where to start. And then, you know, thank God I have my husband. He's really, he's really great. And uh, he can... (laughs) He can calm me down if I'm freaking out on, or if I feel overwhelmed, right? And now because of effortless mastery, I know that if I'm overwhelmed, you know, I don't have to hate myself. I'm just overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know where to start. And then, right. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. And so where do you start? You start somewhere and you take a breath and you take a break and then you just do something for five minutes and then you take a break and then your brain will be like, oh, I can do something without beating myself up and then that's a that's a process um but yeah it's always a mixture of of the people that are around you and what you have to deal with um but you know teaching about the space or being in the moment environment is is relative right it's how you deal with it
0: Mm. may i request you to elaborate
1: well it's in the end The whole world might be a shit show, but if you're breathing, it's okay. (laughs) Which is maybe not what we want to hear at that moment. (laughs) But that's just a reality of, of being in the moment. When you take a breath and you actually notice that breath, there's nothing wrong. Right. I, I tell my students that, uh, you know, when, in my first year of psychology, I had read to read this book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. And wow. it's true. Zebras see a tiger or lion and they're like, oops, there's a tiger. Let me just run. So they, you know, they get all these adrenaline and stuff in their, their brains and it's like, Oop, fire, fire. Mm-hmm. And they Pew, run for the tiger and, or you know, whatever there is, yeah. it's the fight or flight. And then if they survive, it will come down. Yeah. But then most of the stuff we work on as human beings, we're thinking about our thinking. And that's not a tiger Yeah. because there's no tiger in the room. Yeah. We just think about most of the stuff. It's, it's not there even. Yeah. It did not happen or it already happened and we cannot change it. So that's in the future or in the past, but if we're in the moment, there's nothing wrong. Very true. At that second, that you take a breath, right? Mm. So, of course, we're shaped by wh- where we are and what we do and who we engage with and all the stuff we encountered and in the past and the future. Yes, um, but it's still a choice to 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 how to deal with that.
0: Mm. Um, I completely And agree. that's a
1: journey you could choose, obviously. Um, yeah,
0: I, I completely agree in principle, except uh, if, if I might share a few thoughts on this, with your permission. Totally. Okay. Um, and I this is very much in alignment to my belief system, I'd say, um, um, except I do find myself often navigating multiple cultural uh, environments, uh, multiple sociocultural environments. Where uh, it's become painfully apparent that, you know, the degree of safety a citizen gets to enjoy in their environment can be very different depending on which part of the world they are. I mean, take some of the participants Mm. on your album, for example. And this is why I feel you're such a great person to talk to about this. Because you're obviously very clearly aware of the obstacles these people are going through. It's a whole different league. And... I guess what I'm wondering is this universal principle. Does it would it would it apply to them, for example?
1: I would wish, yeah, yeah, it would.
0: Yeah, that's what I would like to wish too.
1: Yeah, oftentimes you you, you hear those stories, right? Then every everything goes wrong, and they're in the the worst situation in their lives, but they're the strongest person. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, right. So I think we we can deal with a lot mm-hmm. of stuff and at some point you have to see what's what is important right life is important family is important the people that matter in you, right your friends are important not the stuff we worry about instagram or you know or <laughs> or or even stuff that did not happen yet yeah because we can worry a lot about stuff that, or stuff that we think is supposed to happen, oh, yeah, that's a big one, <laughs> and does not ha- happen. Mm. Or right, we can worry about a lot of the external stuff that's not even here in a moment, mm. right? But even I think, especially in r- r- very horrific situations, that people, you know, you might lose lose somebody, you know, mm. that sucks, but. It makes, it it, it pulls you back into humanity. Yeah. And in the end, that's, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. But yeah, we can get soaked up in like external stuff a lot because that's what society is teaching us all the time. Right. they want us to buy, buy stuff and be like numb. So we, you know, we get more sugar and alcohol or whatever we do. And society is, is just, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's the, um, the the rates of <laughs> alcoholism, the m- manner in which they rose during the pandemic. Yeah. They, in...
1: And I think the next pandemic is going to be a, an emotional pandemic. It started it already. Many people feel, people feel alone, people feel unheard of, yeah. and it's. I mean, we're we're doing a lot of like dinners with friends here in Brooklyn that might, you know, not get invited. Hmm because everybody thinks they're busy and nobody invites people because we're just running around with like big heads and i am right i have a lot of stuff to do mm-hmm. and but then we're like okay let's do a dinner and it's just we just throw a pizza party and then there's a bunch of people and they share right yeah and that's just a small way of trying to help
0: Make the world a difference, can't it? Just that one gathering at dinner can make you know can change lives,
1: yeah, yeah, and just yeah, just trying to just be open mm. um,
0: so true, you're very right about the emotional pandemic in my opinion, I think it's already started to be honest,
1: yeah, you say, i mean if you if you look at like how, what we do with effortless mastery and how much response we get for or, you know, just doing a master class. Mm. It's, yeah, there's so many people struggling in way more emotional ways than, say, 10 years ago, I think. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we, we have to start sharing these stories with each other and, and be sure that the people keep their sane.
0: Hard relate. Completely agree. Thank you for sharing yours yeah. with us.
1: You know, and for me, it's it's the same. Everybody struggles. Everybody wakes up and thinks, oh, well, today is not a good day. Mm. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe tomorrow is fine. Who knows? Like, when I got the email on Wednesday morning, I was in the... You know, our car, our car broke down. Um I mean, the car drives fine. Mm-hmm. There was a pro- problem with the emissions test because there's a very old car. It's like from ninety eight and it's a BMW. It's super cheap, hmm. but it looks cool. Hmm. and it's it's uh, like it's not an old timer, but it's old. And we've been Teddy's been trying to fix it for months. Hmm. Um, but <laughs> nobody's able to fix it because the apparently now, finally it's fixed yesterday night. Because um, it was something wrong with the, com- the computer of the car, huh. right? So it's just a car, right? Who cares? It's just a thing. Mm-hmm. And, but I had to go with a bus this week to Boston, which is also millions of people take bus. Mm-hmm. But I teach f- very intensely. So I'm tired yeah. sitting in a bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's my day on Wednesday was I got up at from the, from my, um, uh, I, I stay with uh, Airbnb uh, and I got up at seven to get to Berkeley and teach at nine, wow. <laughs> which is still in Boston, mm-hmm. but, but Cambridge was there. There was a lot of like traffic mm-hmm. from Cambridge to Berkeley. right? <laughs> So, and then I teach from 9 a.m. till 8 p.m. and I get inspired by all these students. Mm -hmm. And then I take the bus. So I got home around 1 a.m. So my, technically my work day on Wednesday, um, well, on Tuesday, I took the bus from New York to Boston and I get in it. So, and then, so Tuesday, That's a very elaborate story about like the point I'm going to make. It's very
0: interesting. I'm waiting.
1: (laughs) So my Tuesday, I got, I got up like at six to be at Chinatown bus station at eight. Right. So I take the bus, I get in at around one, I go, I teach from two to four, then I have a break and I teach from six to eight and eight to 10. I'm done at 10. I go to my Airbnb and uh, I you know, it's like 12. And then in the, n- the next day, I get up at seven to be at Berkeley at nine. And I teach until eight and I go home. I get back in New York around one. Wow. I'm tired, yeah. right? Because it's just a long day. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, when I got an email, being <laughs> sitting in a bus about that, this, Boat with my 2000 bars of chocolate. Oh, yeah. Did not go as planned, yep. and that we need to find a fast. Okay, I see what's happening here i was like oh no oh god yeah how do so i feeling. get chocolate in time because there's go- has there- there's shows i need <laughs> yeah. i need a chocolate <laughs> and i'm stuck
0: on a bus here and i don't know when i'll get home yeah oh, so, so i just
1: send an email to the corporation in the Netherlands, and say hey is there somebody else that has like a few hundred bars just ready and i can just get them from another person <laughs> wow <laughs> so yeah, uh, that you know that could have destroyed my whole day, but uh, it it didn't. Thank God. I, I you know I just let it go because I was like, oh yeah, I already knew this boat was gonna <laughs> give me trouble. <laughs> I already know this boat was giving me trouble in October. Can you believe it? Really? In October, I pitched. Hey, I need a boat with chocolate. That was in October, and then in. Like mid-January, I got the, the message, hey, the boat is, is going. <laughs> but the boat takes six weeks. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be tight. Mm. It's January now. Yeah. But, you know, you could choose to have that <laughs> destroy your whole day, right? Mm. Make you grumpy because you really need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know. People already bought the album. I need to give them chocolate (laughs) because they bought it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the choice to to, to have it impact your day. But you can also just take a breath and see, can I resolve this issue now? No. Okay. So then maybe I just send an email and find out what they think because I'm not an expert on boats or distribution. Mm. So this morning I got the message from... Uh, somebody else that probably has some chocolate for me. So that's
0: great. I'm very happy for you. <laughs>
1: for the time being. To, while we wait for the <laughs> boat. <laughs>
0: That, yeah. I'm really glad you found a solution, but I'm still curious. While you're on that bus and you hear about a major span spanner in the works for a project you've been working on for three years, how do you not go into fight or flight mode when you're in in the midst of that stressy day? Is it? Do you think in your case it's the years of work you put in in your own mental health and your well being, and um, or your practice, your philosophy? Well, I think
1: I. Th- I I do think that the teaching trickles into what I do. Mm. Teaching this really, really does help. So, you know, telling these students that, right, they worry about how do they sound. I, I actually don't have that anymore. I just open my mouth and whatever comes out is my music (laughs) in a way. I do worry about like the fact that I need to have my scores ready and I need to just download Finale or up. I mean, every year you have to upgrade or whatever you do. Mm -hmm. So I did that. So, right. I worry about like, Oh, I have to sit at the computer for, for amount of time to just fix the scores and make sure that from the arrangements that we have, it's going to be now, only like clarinets and cello instead of like all these other instruments and all the different songs. So there's, there's an arranging job I have to do this weekend, which is fine. Um, I guess it was slightly overwhelming, but I think I figured it out.
0: So for younger musicians, uh, not implying that you're old, but like musicians who are greener uh, at a more early phase, earlier phase of their career what is what are your two pens on how best to build that muscle that you seem to be so good at using
1: well with effortless mastery we teach you to just practice that muscle outside of everything you do Mm. so you want to just practice taking a breath and not caring and then touch your instrument sounds good to me so but small logistic things like Having a calendar that's up to date or outsourcing certain things like PR or, you know, um, or, yeah, making sure that you have things in place like your newsletter or, oh, I have a list with people I want to email or... Things like, you you have that too, right? Like a calendar, they people can book a time yeah, with you.
0: Yeah. I learned the
1: hard that way. That saves you so much hustle because I do that for Kenny too, yeah. right? People can just like, at Berkeley, they, they can just use the calendar if I send it to them and I don't have to even send a Zoom link. It just makes it for... So, so there's some logistical issues you can resolve by technology. Mm. Um, or for example, if we do the, the course... Um, it's all connected, so they sign up and they get an email automatically mm-hmm. from Mailchimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> automation that's so so much, because yeah, automation helps a lot. It really does. Um, if you think about ways, and then that email address will be in the mailing list, and there will be a tag with it, or um, yeah, so so these things I don't need to manage so much anymore. So you set so all of that up for Kenny. Yeah, wow,
0: mad respect.
1: Yeah, he doesn't really deal with the computers. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's able he, of course he sends emails and he's able to actually do finale and you know okay. whatever, but no, I do all that. Yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, you're doing a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, all
1: you see, yeah, those those course pages and stuff. He will he will give me language because the way he he he's very poetic in it, in in you know, in it very funny way um, with this language. He um, so, so he, yeah, we make these these pages or the yeah. So
0: the landing pages, all the copy on it—that's Kenny and you, or um, just Kenny?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Wow, how?
1: Yeah, I put it in order and change it sometimes but most of the time that's his language yeah
0: amazing ha- have you seen these how easy has it been we're coming to there and i want to respect your time as well but um how easy has it been like, circling back to your album to use these skills you've developed while collaborating with others in a different capacity uh, and using them in your own um uh, album launch now
1: yeah, that's been actually great because, you know, I've been working a lot with video software and Finale and Sibelius and, and, you know, all these skills and yeah, that's that's been great. Beautiful. Right? Editing a video for me is really easy because I've done so much.
0: Really? Of it. Wow. That is so reassuring.
1: Yeah. that I, I don't know if you saw the video with the dance, but I edited that. Wow. We, well, we filmed it. Um, we... we <laughs> At some point, we're like, oh, we need to have a dance video for this song because I think it'd be perfect. Okay, let's find a dancer. And we invited this friend that we have. She's great experimental. She improvises. And we just sent her the song. And then a couple of days later, we met in the park, Prospect Park, uh, where there's this really nice, um, it's called the Endale Arch. It's really like, uh, yeah, sort of a tunnel and uh the light was perfect and Teddy and I filmed her beautiful <laughs> with, our, with our phones and uh then the, well we we sort of selected the um, different um resolutions on the, you you can do that um so if you want to do slow motion shots you need to select a different uh was it 24k or you know 64k you, you select the other options huh. Uh, to make sure that the the footage looks good. And then, yeah, then we edit it. (laughs) Wow.
0: So you're um, copywriter, video, uh, cameraman, video editor, record producer. I'm just an
1: artist, right? Mm. And as an artist, you can just use whatever you have. Yes, thank you.
0: (laughs) I agree.
1: Yeah, because by now, I think an artist is just who you are, I guess. Yeah. I just create stuff mm. like I'm now I have an, uh, two old shirts. I'm making napkins. So right? cool. <laughs> because I, I love upcycling stuff mm-hmm. or just, I, I hate throwing away stuff. So I make things nice. I clean it up or I change it or Like we, I had this uh, skirt that was actually um, from a friend and she was like, oh, I don't, uh," but it was a beautiful fabric. So, and the skirt was like very long. So basically till the floor, Mm. but I would never wear a skirt that's that long. So I actually turned the skirt upside down and it became a dress. Wow. And I did have to sew a little bit. So cool. But, um, (laughs) Right. If you if you start just seeing yourself as somebody that creates, mm-hmm. you can do everything.
0: That's and then a beautiful sentiment.
1: Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Um. Yeah. Beautiful. The only thing you need to make a list because otherwise nobody will know. And then, you, know.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Seems like a great yeah. note to taper off on. Is there anything else <laughs> I've forgotten to address? Is there anything else you'd like to share with us with regards to uh, your upcoming album? Just FYI, for my listeners, all links will be included on the episode notes, so please make sure you go and right. check them all out. But would you like us to listen to another or track? Or because
1: then you, you get you get Oh, even so. better. Yeah. That's a very good incentive. Yeah, you want to hear another yes, one? please. I'd love to. Oh, let's check it out. Uh, oh, it's so hard to choose, though.
0: I yeah, know the feeling. Just breathe. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little cheeky.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Let's let's actually. This is a nice mellow song. It's called "You're My Morning," mm-hmm. and uh, or maybe "Concept of Falling." It's nice too. Oh, that's hard. Okay. Um, yeah, "You're My Morning." That's a good vibe. Nice. Just to end, to end things off with. Okay. This is gonna have a video with uh, um, produced by a Chilean, a couple from Chile, Mm. and they have a YouTube series with um, like stop motion, um, where there's extinct birds that they made from felt, like birds that live in chile mm. and they they these birds uh, are dressed up like uh, street so they have little jacket and wow. yoga pants and they smoke and they so cool. <laughs> it's really funny oh they smoke and uh <laughs> yeah they're really hip ah. right they're they're street birds and they go to school and then you know it's they there's all these stories and i don't really speak spanish mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're really cool. So I found him, and I was like, "Well, maybe your birds could actually be. Um, maybe you can create a video for my song. Awesome! And um, yeah, so that's that's gonna be uh, nice with this uh, song. Your my morning."
0: Hell yeah. It's gorgeous.
1: Thank you.
0: So good. I love that song. The the lyrics, the arrangement, everything's just so well done. May I ask you who's playing guitar and who's playing harmonica in this?
1: So on guitar is Camila Meza, and she did the arrangement. She's from Chile, but she lives in New York, and she's a singer-songwriter, jazz... I mean yeah she's amazing Camila Meza she amazing. and then on harmonica is a, a Dutch lady called uh, Hermina Durlo awesome. and she's the authority in the Netherlands for harmonica right. um, I would say uh, yeah she's she's very really cool
0: so good no. amazing thank you for sharing that 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 was
1: thank that, you that
0: made my day. Uh, it was,
1: and it, you heard that it's a duduk in the beginning of the song. I wasn't sure. Right? Or... That's a duduk. Okay. And uh, her name is Ina Dudukina, and that's actually her name. And she decided to, <laughs> uh, since her name is Dudukina, she needs to play duduk. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, very beautiful instrument. Beautiful. Uh, well, when is good. the album out officially? March third. March third. So that's in. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we may. And all of March is Women History Month, gotcha. so um, that's that's all of March will be partay.
0: <laughs> Amazing. So good. It's so beautiful to hear music like this again, where all my worlds kind of come together. You know, there's there's beautiful songwriting, there's the orchestration, there's the soloist, there's the, all the jazz influences, but it's right. still. You know, song enough to be accessible to everyone, yes. regardless of whether jazz aficionados or not. It's um, totally in fact, in a way, you know, that's what jazz taught. I mean, for me, jazz has always been about songwriting. I mean, the standards they're they're all like that right. that's some of the finest examples of songwriting ever. I still can't understand why it doesn't get talked about as much, you know
1: mm-hmm. so yeah, totally.
0: Right? Some of the best songs ever written in history are jazz standards. And yet, yeah. when we think of singer songwriters, usually it's, a, you know, we associate very different uh, music with it. I never got it. Yeah, totally. I never got why singer songwriters were never first great citizens of the jazz world.
1: <laughs> yeah, and those songs, those, those standards used to be there. The pop music of that time.
0: Bingo, exactly. It's like um, like that part of history is really underplayed, I feel. I, I don't get it. Right. Anyways, um, um, <laughs> thank you for coming on again, Vivian. This was an absolute yeah, pleasure. Thanks for
1: having me. No, yeah. are
0: you kidding? It's a, a pleasure so and fun. honor. Cheers. I appreciate it. It was great fun for me too. This made my day um th- thank you uh, as well for understanding my delay i'm really sorry i kept you waiting i don't usually do this
1: oh don't worry about it no yeah, i'm glad you uh, made it
0: <laughs> yeah i'm glad i made it too i had my own Chinatown story today <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds so China, cliche no?
0: yeah like literally stuck oh, that, in Chinatown. yeah
1: that sounds like um yeah
0: it's, it's
1: yeah.
0: It it, it it is a very believable story, isn't it? It's the kind of story which yes. is easy for people to believe. Yeah, I'm here for the Bangkok Design Week. There's a design festival happening oh, around, oh. among other, and I'm um, meeting some friends. And yeah, it's just you know. Planning itinerary in Asia is very different than. Uh, so you're
1: you're performing there, or you're I wish. into design. I,
0: uh, I'm just visiting, just uh, just okay. uh, checking out some of my friends' work, and uh, also just Thanks. this is my first visit back to Thailand since the pandemic. Yeah. So just uh, reconnecting with uh, you know some yeah. some of my memories here. That's all, and also just to uh, get away from urban India, uh, which is where I was before here, because it got really loud like india right now post pandemic is just one huge construction site all over the city so it's really loud oh like i have i haven't been able to have any 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 noise like any humane noise levels in my um, uh, apartment in india for over a year now like construction's gone oh. all right yeah wow i had to like i had to keep yeah. literally uh yeah, getting away. Um, especially, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you realize this, but I think uh, as Central Europeans, we're really used to very different decibel levels. Like uh, Germany yes. and then Holland too. It's so quiet. And
1: yeah, yeah. You know, it's, Every it's, time we go back, we're yeah. we're it's evening and we're in bed and it's like it's so quiet. Oh, it's, God, yeah. It hurts.
0: yeah Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's my mom says when she uh, when she visits in Europe. She's like yeah. the first couple of de- days I, f- I hear my ears ringing, uh, right? But it works <laughs> the other way around too. And um, I don't know. Totally. I, um, I can imagine New York's noise levels can give India a run for their money too. Um,
1: yes. But, New um, York does its job. Um, <laughs> we're next to a fire station <laughs> Oh, here. fantastic! So we got lucky. I didn't hear any d- today, so that's mm-hmm. or <laughs> just yet. But uh, generally, you hear when they leave <laughs> or come but, back. <laughs> but do you struggle with sleep? <laughs> no, I'm. I sleep. I just okay, close great. my eyes and I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect.
3: Perfect. <That's laughs> I need.
1: I need yeah. my sleep. I, I yeah. So.
0: Perfect. I was actually so glad that the this mastery um, uh, session The weekend um, intensive was At the time it was Because even though it meant I had to stay up late That part of the day is actually the only time That apartment was quiet So I could actually concentrate So right. uh, any other time of the day would have been pretty tricky Anyway, I do want to respect your time So with your permission, I will start the recording Gratitude from the bottom of my heart For listening to the very end Please consider taking a minute to subscribe to our shows, so you know when the next episode is out. This is a labor of love, one I hope snowballs into one that's sustainable in its attempt to support independent thought and authentic relating. Having you as a regular member of our audience is what makes that a realistic prospect. Much love. Talk soon. Just another voice